Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are here, old school. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman, brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients, 84th and Havelock, uh, and the best butcher shop in town, or one of them. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Um, so we talk a little bit of NIL, but Kenny, you know, I wanted to ask, here's what I wanted to ask you, just from your experience on the whole landscape of college football. Um, and now some teams, you know, continue along the path. But I really saw this with, uh, and really I'm talking about when PJ Fleck took over Minnesota. Because mm-hmm. obviously I'm, you know, have roots in Minnesota, but Minnesota's athletic department had some stuff going on all the way back to like when Clem Haskins was there. We're talking about basketball team and yes. doing papers and stuff. Well, when he <clears throat> took over and changed the culture um, and really kind of set forth the new path, not only for the football team, but for the basketball team. Because that's what the standard they held Rick, Rick Pitino's son to, um, everyone else. But then, how hard is it to continue along, especially with the football team in year two? Because it seems like, especially for asking PJ Fleck, me, my, personally, he said his hardest year was year two. He said actually year three was a coast, and that's when they actually, you know, uh, went what eleven and one or mm-hmm. two or whatever, and beat Auburn in the bowl game, and they had you know beat Penn State. He said the hardest year is year two. Why do you think it's year two? Is it, is it because the newness is over or you have to kind of fight through that kind of gray – I always say the gray area to get to the end, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel? You you have to fight through it, but I think the newness is over. Right. So you, you, you got the kids where you want them. Now can you keep them there? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they start was looking it, other places. They start looking yeah. other places, right. but can you keep them there? Right. If you can keep the continuity – then you're good. Right. Yeah, and he must have done a really good job of, uh, you know, I, I, you know, first I was a little bit adverse to his, you know, rotor boat antics and stuff. But what what he did a good job of, and I, you know, heard Coach Rule talk about it, he said about relationships. So he built relationships with, in my opinion, like five or six, maybe ten at the most, most influential players in that locker room, regardless of the ranking on the team. So it might have been a – backup tight end that was the you know a glue guy or something like that and he said that was the biggest reason they were able to kind of have that he called it a bridge year between one and three you know you know you start out new everybody's just kind of on their you know everybody's on their p's and q's and then year two everybody might question something but you got to kind of stay steadfast and he got some guys to come back that could have went to the nfl which really helped him but that's the thing, though. When you, once you establish that relationship and those kids believe in you and right. know that you have their best interests, right? You you have them. Yeah. You know now you have to keep 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 it that keep way. Keep it that way. And that was that was one of my goals. Right. From the last player on the roster to the first guy on the roster, I always asked them at practice or when yeah. I saw them. Yeah, I, I, I can verify that how, you always had. How, how's your you mom? Didn't discriminate. How's your, right. Yeah. How's your How's your parents? Right. You know, I, we never talked football. Right. 
You know what I mean? How's your grades? You know, if you need any help, make sure you come see me. Yeah. If you got something to talk about, make sure you come see me. Yeah. One of the things I, I want to get your opinion on, I find interesting is, um, you know, we, you know, I guess from afar you saw when Callahan came in, right? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, we were an option team for, I don't know, forever it seems like, and then just immediately tried to throw a West Coast offense into an option type of roster. In your opinion, is there is there a way to kind of do both? You know, to kind of ease the transition because I think like if you try to like if you have like like was it uh, Army that runs the triple option mm-hmm. or wishbone? If I went in there with the like the air raid, is it really fair to those players to run a system that they're not even equipped to run, or you kind of can try to do both? Totally not fair. Yeah. If you're going to force feed it, yeah. And when you don't have those kind of kids on your roster, you right. can't do it physically. They can't do it. Do it. Go back to Tommy Armstrong. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know he's a RPO guy. He's yeah. not a drop back, three step, five step guy. Right. So you can't try to force feed it to him in six months. In six months, right. it just doesn't work. I mean, Tommy's an okay thrower, but right. you can't throw the ball. Yeah, he had an arm and stuff, but it's it, it, it take two it, years for him to kind of get it to what they want. want. Right. So I don't think you can force it. Just look at Georgia Tech. Yeah. They went from trip, uh, trip, wishbone wishbone to, to trying regular, to yeah running like a regular offense. How many coaches have they had since? Yeah, they're on the third one. I think they kept the guy there, but uh, yeah, but, but it's you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, if you want to run your stuff. You know, you can't force it. Right. Do it in bits and pieces and then try to. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you you know that we had a big class, right? Obviously, it's pretty much 39, I 39. think. 39. Uh, and then I always say we got 41 with Betts and IGC because they were gone last year, yeah. you know, so that's 41. What do you, like, from your, just your opinion, how does that, I guess if, how does that affect the guys on the roster, and what's the rea- you know reality of especially in a wide receiver position, you know some of those guys they might only be around for a year. Is how does that usually work? You know how does that, you know I've never been privy to those conversations. How is it, is it something that the players come to on their own or kind of like a mutual conversation that they say, like, hey, man? Well, I, I think you'll you'll it'll, you'll know you'll, you'll know yeah once they start spring practice. Uh, you'll know within week one right. where you where you stand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so it'll weed itself out, and then there's some conversations that's going to be have to have. Um, like you'll never play here, right? You know. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. Now I wonder also within the NCAA rules, um, because I got asked this that you know Matt Rule when he was at Temple, and I'm sure at Baylor, his he's had he had physical kind of long practices. Mm-hmm. Now obviously I know the rules have changed. How how realistic is it to even become a, let's say, quotation, physical team with the practice restrictions in this day and time? Or is it, it, it okay, that's the number one question, or the other option, is, or is it a combination of weight room, like winter conditioning, and then, you know, like how you practice? Well, it starts in the weight room. Right. Then winter conditioning, and then how you practice. Right. Again, the rules have changed. You yeah. can't have even changed since he was a head, head coaching at Baylor. At Baylor, yeah. Right. So you can't have so many days of contact. Yeah. So, but the days you can have it, you gotta you have it. Get, get you better get it. it. You right. gotta get after it. Right. So, and I wanted to also ask you this: what's the what's the advantage, or what's the thinking behind no practice on Monday? 
Because we practiced. Like, T.O., hey, Man. if the sun was up. We were practicing. And, hey, if there was a – not even if the sun was up. If there was – if it was time – if there was a day we could practice, we was practicing. So, so I'll tell people out there, we would play Saturday. Sunday was your day off for treatment and stuff like that. Come Monday – you and half pass. You half pass. And so half pass when we played, you getting some contact. You getting some contact. So your neck and stuff still sore, but you, <laughs> he he using that to kind of like knock the soreness knock the out and out. get more soreness in there. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday we full pass and we we really getting after it. Thursday. So what's the difference? So what is it? Is it like science or rest? I mean, I I didn't really think that we ever had any injury troubles, and I felt like we were pretty fresh come Saturday. So what do you, what do you I mean what's the reason I, I just think there's so much science involved in football and athletics. Right. Yeah, a lot general, more than what we A lot yeah. more than what we were. Right. Shoot, we we didn't know if we were sore or not. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Yeah, well, by the time you by know, time play you, 80, you ain't got you no know, you ain't sore. So you're not sore, sore. So. right, yeah. But I I just think that with all the science that goes into it now, yeah. you know, you you're going to take some of that 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 pressure off some of the off the kids. Right. And but I'm, I'll ask you this and then before we go to break if Jay Foreman was a head coach at, I don't know, let's just say Westland, right? I don't know, because obviously not in Nebraska, you know. Um, <laughs> you said hey, you'd coach the Colts hey, yesterday hey, when I, I asked will you. Co- okay, but the Colts are different. NFL, you, I know I know how to massage the rules in the NFL. <laughs> College, it seems, they got too many people watching. Too many, right. too many people watching. Right, so just say if I was a coach at a university in the Big Ten or anywhere, would you, would you advise me – to go back to old school and like buck the new new science system. Now, granted, I, now if we practice on Monday, it might be a shorter practice. We might work on what we messed up on, kind of get you into like re- active recovery and fundamentals. You know, mm-hmm. that'd be like our fundamental day: short, on and off, get a good lift in or whatever. Or would you say like just fall in line with do it? Because I would fig- I would assume when I would be taking over a team. That I was, they're not hiring. To, I'm not going to get the job where they just won 12 games unless somebody went to, you know, Move, moving. Yeah. So I'd be going on a, you know, 50, you know, 500 team or below. Would you? Is that what that? Do you think help? You know, uh, lessen the curve of getting back to respectability. No, I think everybody has their own philosophy. You do right. it the Jay Foreman way, right. and then see if it works. Right. You know what I mean? Kids are going to either buy into it or they're not. Right. So you, if you want to be physical from day one. Then we got to you got you yeah. got to bump and grind, All right? Because you can always back off. You can always back off, right? So yeah, um, you'll know when your your players are tired. Yeah, you'll know it. Yeah, you'll see you'll it. You'll see it. You'll feel, you'll feel it. it. Yeah. So you'll back off. Yeah, that's good, man. That's a lot of a lot of good insight there. What it takes to uh, be in this modern day, you know, version of college football because you know, being in from the '90s, we don't know anything about football. But with that being said, we're gonna go to break. We're gonna come back. There's one thing that you said that I want to ask you because I really don't know what it is because I heard it at the high school level. So don't worry. I ain't going to put you on the spot. <laughs> it's buy-in because you hear it at the – actually, you hear it in AAU. Yep. And you hear it on uh, in high school. So I want to ask you about it when we come back after this break. Old school. Thirsty Kenny Thursday. Will, oh, and it's Thirsty oh, Thursday. Thursday. I won't Thursday. be able to participate, but we on like neck bone. Kenny Will, hi, Jay Foreman. Old school, Thirsty Thursday coming up next. We'll be back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.